Hello and welcome to Subject ACT with your host Fazana on 2XXFM Canberra Community Radio. This evening's program focuses on the topic of working from home during COVID-19. As we know, the ACT is in the middle of the longest and strictest lockdown experienced since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. For many of us, this has been the first or longest period in which we've had to work from home. The ACT government recently announced a staggered approach out of the lockdown with the easing of restrictions effective from the 15th of October. However, it could still be many more months until some of us are able to dust off our workloads and head back into the office or places of work. So what kind of impact has this new mode of work had on us and what can we do to make the most of it at this time? I'm joined by Dr. Shanta Day over Zoom this evening to have an in-depth discussion about this topic. Dr. Day is an organisational psychologist. She is a workplace coach at Atlassian and is a researcher and academic at the University of Sydney. Thank you for joining me this evening. All good. Very happy to be here. So what are some of the challenges of working from home in COVID-19? So the challenges of working from home really depends on your personal um, circumstances. For example, what kind of work you do, what kind of organization you're working for, whether you have children at home that you're simultaneously homeschooling, whether there's enough space in your home to comfortably work from home, whether you're still socially connecting with others and so forth. So it really depends on a number of factors. Based on recent research, we know that some of the many challenges of working from home include increased feelings of social isolation and loneliness, which is linked to higher levels of depression and anxiety. We also know that working from home can mean that it's harder to mentally switch off from work, disrupting the quality, quantity and consistency of your sleep. Another huge challenge that a lot of Australians are reporting is that they're working from home while looking after young children and or elderly parents, which can mean frequent significant disruptions to your working from home situation. For example, many parents report only really being able to complete work in little chunks of time because of the number of times they're having to attend to their kids. What kind of impact has working from home had on mental health? Yeah, it's a really good question. Well, let's start off by talking a little bit about the working from home situation pre-pandemic in Australia. We had about 9 to 20% of people working from home, depending on which study you look at. Um, And usually they were working from home for just a couple of days a week. These were mostly people for whom their working from home situation was quite suitable. For example, people who wanted to do it, who preferred to do it, whose managers trusted them to work from home. So that was the pre-COVID situation. And then, of course, with COVID, large numbers of people were having to work at work from home, whether or not their work was suitable, whether or not that was their preference, whether or not they were set up with a good office, whether they had the right technology systems, whether they knew how to use those technology systems. So the working from home situation during lockdown right now and its impact on mental health is really quite different to the working from home situation pre-pandemic. For lots of Australians, suddenly being forced to work from home has created a lot of mental health challenges. For example, stress and anxiety about how long this is going to go for, how long you may have to homeschool while trying to get your work done, um, not being able to see your friends and loved ones. And, and, you know, the stress of being forced to change and adapt to a new way of working and living so quickly. So the challenges have been far reaching and um, it's something that organisations and managers really need to pay attention to. 
With all of this going on, how has working from home impacted on productivity and motivation? Yeah, it's really interesting. So I coach um, employees at an organization called Atlassian and it's interesting to see how differently the working from home situation can impact people's motivation and productivity. For some people, their motivation and productivity has skyrocketed. For example, these are the people who aren't simultaneously having to look after kids um, whilst working from home or for whom working from home really works for them because it's their personal preference. And for others, it's completely plummeted for very understandable reasons. So a key question that organizations and managers really need to be asking themselves is to be looking at how the working from home situation has been impacting their staff and what kind of factors allow for good working from home situations for them and whether or not there are additional changes and support that they can provide for their staff to allow them to work from home in a comfortable, effective and sustainable manner. Having to work from home can blur the lines between your work life and your home life. What can we do to keep these separate? Yeah, it's such a good question because, you know, before lockdown, if you were working at the office, it was so much easier to clock off from work because you physically left your work environment. Whereas now when you're working within your home environment, creating that separation between our work and our home lives, it's just so much harder. So we're really having to become good at creating those boundaries in terms of how, when, and where you work from home. So a couple of suggestions based on research Um, in terms of helping to create those boundaries include finding a particular area of your home to work from. And in particular, choose an area where you don't typically unwind and relax. And that way, when you're done with work for the day, you can leave that workstation and then relax and unwind in areas where you don't have any visual cues or reminders of work. And that will help you mentally detach a little easier. Another big one is to turn off work-related notifications. So, for example, once you're done with work for the day, um, turn off your email notifications and turn it only back on when you start work the next day. This is something that I personally needed to do because I would find myself reading emails during the night. And even if I wasn't responding to the emails in the night, I had noticed that those emails would be on my mind and then that interfered with my ability to mentally detach So turning off notifications, if you can, is a big one. I also think it's really useful to try to create consistency in terms of when you clock off from work so that you can condition yourself for when you're going to start to unwind and relax in the day. Mm. I actually had a client who she would have particular rituals to signify when she finished work each day. So for example, she finished work at five and what she would do is she would physically leave her home. She'd go for a walk around the block. And during the walk, she would either listen to music or call a friend. And then by the time she came home, it was a signal that that's the start of the rest of her work-free evening. Mm. And by doing that across enough consecutive days, she conditioned her mind to recognize that those particular collections of behaviors or that ritual that she would do, that was her her clock off from work button. Mm. So, I mean, I think what I'd really suggest everyone to do is try to find one to two ways that you can create boundaries around your work that is realistic and sustainable and makes sense for you. Mm. And be really careful to not fall into a mindset of thinking, well, I may as well continue working into the late hours of the night because there's nothing else to do. 
because the real danger of that is you'll make yourself vulnerable to what we call work-related burnout and then that leaves you vulnerable to becoming dissatisfied with work and life more generally. Is that something that is seen to be happening? I mean employees burning out because they fall into the trap of working longer hours at home? Yeah I've definitely seen it with the clients that I've been coaching where there is this sentiment that well if I'm not going to be able to will do much like go out in the evening, then I may as well just continue my work into the late hours of the night. Um, But, you know, as I've mentioned, the danger of that is that will creep up and catch up to you where you will feel, start to feel stressed. You will start to feel burnt out. And, you know, on the, along those lines, another thing that I've noticed is a lot of people are saying, well, I'm not going to take leave. I'm not going to take planned leave that I had previously had because it's a waste of my leave. I'm not able to relax. I'm not able to go away on a holiday. So yeah. I may as well save it up for later. And it's interesting because the challenge of that is you don't have any rest or recovery and you can also start to build up frustration in the sense that you had originally planned to have some time off from work and all of a sudden now you're working through that period and that can build a lot of resentment. So I think it's really about thinking about, well, what do I need right now? And if it means just detaching from work, taking that leave and just not doing anything work-related during that time and just enjoying yourself at home, I think you should feel confident and comfortable to do that. What have been some of the main benefits to working from home? Yeah, it's really good you asked that because, you know, whilst we have discussed that there can be challenges in working from home, I have touched briefly on some of the benefits that people can experience. So, for example, through this working from home experience, perhaps your organization is starting to realize that you can, in fact, do your job or at least elements of your job from home, opening up the option for that to be a continued arrangement for you if that's your preference. Or perhaps the fact that you don't have to commute to work means more of a sleep in, allowing for a less rush start to your day. Working from home might also mean you have increased flexibility on how you choose to structure your day, as well as increased quality time with your family, your partner, your kids, or just with yourself. You know, it's interesting as a psychologist specializing in workplace psychology, one of the most common benefits I've noticed is that during this working from home period, the working from home situation has really forced people to really pause and think about what they want in their career and what they want their priorities to be. For example, maybe it's led you to really come to terms with the fact that you're not happy with your job and it's afforded you the space to start a side business or branch out in an, into an area you previously never had the time to do. One interesting thing that I've noticed among at least Sydney siders is that because the extended lockdowns has forced them to remove many things from their day-to-day lives, they are now in a position now that restrictions are easing that they're thinking about, well, what what am I willing to put back onto my plate once this lockdown is over? You know, those self-reflection questions of how you want to structure your day, how you want to continue working, who you want to spend your time with, what truly makes you happy and what is worth your time. I mean, if you can answer at least some of those questions from this working from home lockdown experience, the benefits you can experience in terms of the changes you can make to your life can really be This is Fazana for Subject ACT on 2XXFM Canberra Community Radio. 2XXFM enables individuals and groups to participate in creating a diverse alternative to mainstream radio with an emphasis on our local community. 
you are able to support the station by donating, subscribing or volunteering. In this evening's program, I'm joined by workplace psychologist Dr. Shanta Day to discuss the challenges, benefits and impact of working from home during COVID-19. What are some of the strategies you would recommend to people who are working from home? Yes, it's a really good question. I would say a couple of strategies would be to follow a regular routine in your day, including having a bit of time to exercise, even if it's just going for a walk so that you can maintain a sense of structure in your day-to-day life. Otherwise, things can feel really chaotic quite quickly. And as we mentioned, try to find a few ways to separate your work and home life. So create those boundaries around how, when, and where you work from home. It's also really important to try to remain connected with at least one to two others. For example, through regular text messages, through calls, through video chats. Um, And another big one is to really readjust your ideas and expectations of success. Remembering that what looked like a normal productive day before lockdown isn't going to apply for when you are in a lockdown. So be realistic and and really try to be self-compassionate and ease the pressures that you're placing on yourself. And the last big thing, I mean, as a psychologist, is to really try to keep an eye on your mood. So your anxiety, your stress levels, so that you can intervene before any of them get too high. For example, if you're feeling overwhelmed about the future or about all the changes you're experiencing, reach out to someone that you know who will be helpful and comforting in those conversations. And don't forget, you know, you always have the option to engage with free professional mental health services, such as talking to someone via Beyond Blue's support line. You know, we're really lucky to live in a country where these mental health services are available for us to use. So use them as you need. What kind of role do you think leadership plays in supporting a remote workforce? I think leadership plays a huge role. One thing that leadership within organizations really need to be across is being really clear and transparent and realistic in their communication to their staff about what working from home will look like, including what implications it will have for people's jobs and what changes staff can expect. It's also really important for leadership to really understand how their employees are experiencing their working from home situation, both in terms of the good, but importantly, also in terms of those more challenging aspects that we discussed. And based on that information that they gather, really thinking about, well, what can I do to support my staff so this working from home transition and situation can be um, more mentally healthy and sustainable for them? What can managers do more directly to support employees who are working from home? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, managers are really key in supporting employees who are working from home, particularly during this lockdown period. Things that they can do in terms of concrete behaviours include checking in with their employees and asking them questions as part of their usual meetings, such as, you know, are they clear on how to complete their work from home? Ask them if there are any barriers they're currently experiencing from being able to work from home productively. And if there are, well, let's problem solve together how we can address those barriers. It's really important for managers to proactively schedule those conversations rather than just assuming their staff will reach out when they have a problem. Um, And to have those conversations regularly rather than just the one time, for example, just the one time when they've just started the transition into working from home. Scheduling those conversations is not only part of good management, but it also 
it, it clearly signals to your staff that you care and that you understand that they're experiencing a transition right now and that you want to be across and aware of what that transition looks like for each of the staff on the team so that you can adjust their responsibilities and work goals where necessary. And given that working from home, you know, especially during a lockdown can be really challenging for a lot of people, it's a good idea that as part of those conversations, managers routinely check in on the well-being of their employees, for example, via those one-on-one catch-ups. Um, you know, as a manager, you might not be able to solve all the problems that they're experiencing in terms of working from home, but at the very least, you can show that you care by taking the time to listen to them and to be across their personal situations and to be empathetic to their circumstances. With that all said, I, I do want to just make a note to say that, you know, it's also really important that managers simultaneously look after their own mental health. This is really a challenging time to be a manager. Um, and so whilst managers need to be setting realistic expectations for their teams and their employees, um, whilst they work from home, it's also really important that managers set realistic expectations and goals for themselves to keep an eye on their own mental health, to keep an eye on their own workload and to ensure that they maintain their own work-life boundaries. What can people do to deal with bigger career milestones whilst working from home? So, for example, starting or leaving a job remotely? Uh, Well, I guess it's an interesting question to answer because creating a good experience in joining a new organisation really largely rests on the organisation and the managers within that organisation. Because as you can imagine, it's already hard to start a new job, even under normal circumstances. Mm -hmm. But then if you're starting a new job during a pandemic and during a lockdown where it's just not normal and there are all these restrictions and you're having to adapt so quickly, but under non-ordinary circumstances, it's really quite a lot for that particular person to experience. So I think the onus and the emphasis really needs to be on the manager and the team in ensuring that person feels comfortable, that they're aware of what's going on, that there is enough regular communication, for example, particularly at the beginning, and ensuring that they're not only checking in on how that person is finding their work, but also making sure that they're putting in an effort into understanding how their personal circumstances, because again, this isn't a normal time to be starting an organization. It's really different when you're trying to deal with big career milestones, or you're dealing with someone leaving the organization during a pandemic versus not. Because for example, if this was pre-pandemic or outside of a pandemic, then you can still even if most of the team is working remotely, you can still organize a celebration where everyone can mm-hmm. um, come together and celebrate that person leaving and, and, and really appreciate that person for what they're able to contribute to the organization when they were there. But during a lockdown, it's, it, it is a lot harder. I mean, I think it's a question of thinking about, okay, is there, is there a way in which I can achieve what I want to do remotely? So for example, can I still make the time to do a farewell event over Zoom so that person feels acknowledged and recognized? And if not, are there other ways in which I can ensure that person feels acknowledged? So for example, going around to every person in the team and asking, can you provide one paragraph on what that person meant for you while they're at the organization and collecting it? I mean, it's thinking about outside the box. If, If this is a time where you have to think outside the box in terms of whether you can achieve certain outcomes in a slightly different way. So one of the challenges that you've noted is that people can feel isolated when working from home. How can employees stay connected with each other 
in this environment? For good psychological health, we know that humans need to feel connected to others and not being able to socialize in person in our usual ways is really challenging. So some options to remain feeling connected with others include regularly texting and or calling your family and friends, setting up group WhatsApp chats, video chatting with certain friends or family members at a regular time on particular days of the week. So then that way you can um, have something that you regularly look forward to. Um, I also think it's important to say that when it comes to feeling connected to your work colleagues, it's, it's imperative to spend some time talking about things other than work. For example, I know that in certain organizations, they're trying to make a concerted effort to schedule for example, one Zoom meeting at the end of the week. So, you know, some organizations, they call this a Friday meeting. Um, And it's just where everyone catches up over um, Zoom, for example, or a Microsoft Teams meeting. And the one rule is that they can talk about anything but work. So it's just thinking about, okay, well, how can I remain connected in a way that is, that makes sense for me and, you know, be as creative as you like with it. This is Fazana for Subject ACT on 2XXFM Canberra Community Radio. In this evening's program, we focused on the topic of working from home during COVID-19. I was joined by workplace psychologist Dr Shanta Day to talk about the kind of impact this new mode of work has had on organisations, leaders and employees. I would like to thank our guest this evening for her time and for her insights on an issue currently affecting many workers and employees across the nation. If you are in distress or struggling with working from home, please consider reaching out to the employee assistance programs available in your place of work. Alternatively, you are able to contact Beyond Blue on 1300 22 46 36. Thank you and good night.